Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome. Gotta so, go fast. Gotta go fast. You want to go fast right into the episode? Just start. Just go go fast right into it. I mean, it's the freshest thing on our minds. It is. We just left the theater. <laughs> well, what did we see in the theater? Was it uh, Parasite? Did we see that? Uh, I do want to see that, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Was it 1917? I do want to, do you want see, to see that, that as well, but it wasn't, but that. It wasn't that. No. I, I really was it Harley oh, Quinn uh, and the Birds of Prey? It was Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, and the Emancipation uh, of the Harley Quinn. I was going to say, which title do we go by? Apparently, Live, Die, Repeat? Yeah, they, they clarified. At least they waited for Live, Die, Repeat to come out to DVD before changing the name, not four days after the movie came out. They said they just did it on ticket websites to make it easier for people to search that Harley Quinn movie rather than, and like, I guess it wouldn't come up if they just searched Harley Quinn movie. Uh, so it's just for ticketing websites where uh, they changed the name of Birds of Prey. All right. But no, we didn't see that. What did we see? We saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. Sonic, he can really move. You guys saw it. I left because there was too many, you know, slurs and stuff. And, <laughs> so I went to a, a different theater and then I watched Birds of Prey. And it's a wholesome movie. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do according to internet Twitter. Yeah. Where apparently Sonic is the most vulgar movie and you should all see Birds of Prey. (laughs) I mean, he did fart at one point in the movie. Oh my god. The flat spoilers, first of all. How dare you. He said something about not wearing pants, too. Huh? Yeah. I mean, he did not wear pants through the whole movie. No. I can't believe it. It was worse than the Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) (laughs) I saw way more butts. I can't believe it. Uh, But yeah, no, we just caught out of Sonic the Hedgehog, the live action, the movie that... Uh, as we've talked about before, went through extensive redesigns to give us a movie that... To make it palatable? Yeah, definitely palatable. Uh, it was super palatable. I really liked it. I thought I, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast with it. Yeah. It's super charming. Uh, I, I, I feel like um, it did a good service to Sonic. Mm-hmm. I like how they... like. Uh, made his powers work in the universe like i mean it just ripped off the like quicksilver stuff from the x-men first yeah. class movies but, like, but it, it did some other stuff too yeah like it wasn't just the oh it's slow motion and i'm barely touching stuff and then then it goes to real speed and boom everybody got punched in the dick or whatever it wasn't like that <laughs> they only did that the one time which was fine mm-hmm. the other time the speed stuff was really cool mm-hmm like, I liked him when he was hanging out in the house and, like, playing ping pong with himself and playing baseball with himself. and Playing with himself. Just playing with himself, yeah. Again, Did so vulgar. in the movie. So vulgar. Not family friendly at all. That's what you do when you're alone, Joe. Oh. I don't understand why I know. it was PG. Oh, I know, too. <laughs> Unbelievable. What'd you think, John? Uh, I liked it. I'm glad I waited for, you know, three years for it. <laughs> That's right. Out in yeah. front of the theater. How does it feel to finally be home? Oh, it's great. I, I can take a shower for once. You really need Please it. do. I don't know why we went straight into the podcast. We should have let him shower. No, because it was the freshest thing on our minds. Yeah. Not, not you. Yeah. <laughs> the unfreshest thing. No, it was actually surprisingly good. You yeah. were like the one that we had to like force to watch this. You were very down on it. So I was very interested to see what your opinion would be in the end. I mean, it's a, it's a, Comp- like it's a it's a good movie or like a decent movie it wasn't great or anything like that and oh lot, yeah a lot of the jokes and stuff were pretty stale but like it, it's a like it it was a complete package and yeah. it did its job well enough and the only thing i was hoping for was what happened so i don't know if we're gonna talk about plot stuff 
I mean, we probably can. I don't think there's anything that's necessarily like, really, you didn't see that one. Like, it's... Yeah, it's, it's very... There's no twists and turns here. It's very formulaic yeah. in what happens. It is, ultimately, it is a kid's movie, a movie made for children. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be running into any kind of deep meaning or anything behind most of the stuff. You're, you're right, it is very cookie cutter. Yeah. I mean, there's some sweet sentimentality to it with, you know, but being alone and needing friends and everything. And so there's some sweet, you know, messages in the movie, but I don't think it's anything where it's like, oh my God, I couldn't believe that that happened. Yeah. It was so, so crazy. So wary of spoilers from this point onward. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I thought Jim Carrey was really good. It's Dr. Robotnik. I thought they found a clever way to also call him Eggman. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of forgot about that and when it happened i went like oh goody yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you gotta fit that in there somewhere yeah i thought there were a lot of good little nods the uh the montage at the end where they're like cleaning up the house and repainting and it's just the theme from the first game like a, the, yeah like, the piano theme yeah. version of it do, 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 do. yeah mm-hmm. i thought that was really nice i thought it was whenever he dropped or picked up rings it, it made like the getting a ring <laughs> yeah. sound yeah I thought the use of rings was cool, like how they're portals in this universe. and Well, they are portals in the games also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a very kind of forgotten about aspect of that is, yeah, at the end of the levels, if you, uh, what was the criteria? But the giant ring would appear and Sonic would jump through it and take you to like the bonus level. You yeah. gotta finish with 100 rings. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, I loved all of the little references throughout mm-hmm. the course of the movie. They managed to fit in like kind of every little Sonic meme uh, yeah. Over the course of years, yeah, the, the, the poorly drawn Sonic. Yeah, the poorly drawn Sonic. I really the crazy guy, Crazy Jeff, or whatever. I like that guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No Sonic were... though. I I know. I was kind of hoping that they yeah. fit that in. Um, uh, even to the, like the subtle digs at Mario throughout the course of it. What subtle digs at Mario? The last place he wanted to go was the world filled with mushrooms. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, I think uh, John mentioned something like that too, and I was like, no, no, no. I think they're just setting up the interconnected video game universe and we're going to finally get that Mario and Sonic of the Olympics movie that we've been all Because there already is a Mario movie coming. Yeah, exactly. So they're all going to be connected and then we're going to have like, you know, Chariots of Fire but it's Mario versus Sonic at the Olympics. I did notice notice something in the beginning. Like, they did have a very uh, Marvel opening crawl thing. So at the beginning of the movie, it's like Sonic, but then it starts panning out and you see all of the other Sega video games like yeah. on the screen next to it as it pans out. And then it says like Sega Films. Yep. And I it had a very much, yeah, it had that like that Sonic thing. Uh, Star Wars started doing it where it has like the light flashing mm-hmm. over like Vader's helmet and C-3PO. Yeah, they like, do that Star for Trooper. the Mandalorian. Yeah. And it started doing it at the beginning of the other movies and stuff as well. Um, as part of like, that's that's just the thing for like the interconnected universe that Mm -hmm. studios are doing now. So I was looking at that kind of going like, is there going to be more Sega branded movies coming? Another Yakuza movie? Well, it seems like it very likely because this movie is doing really fucking good. So then we're going to get the Sonic and Sega all-stars racing interconnected movie. Uh, Like like the fast and the furious, but with Sega characters sign me up. Dude, that Uh, game is fantastic. So, yes, I would watch a movie of that. Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing? Is... Yeah, Transformed. No, that game is phenomenal. Hmm. Like, it okay. like, legitimately is a fantastic game. It's, so it's pretty much Give like Mario Kart, but just Sonic characters. Yeah. Nothing and more important does than very well. the Sega family. Well, I mean... Sega I Familia. I didn't necessarily mean that there would be, like, a Sega Universe crossover, but, but we would be getting, like, yeah. more Sega movies. Yeah, there was, like, Onimusha was on there, and... Yeah. Yakuza was up there. Yeah. 
Choo Choo Rocket was there. Space Channel 5. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Sega, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we might get more Sega-themed movies. Uh, they clearly set up a sequel for this one. Yeah. I like There's the... like two setups for sequels at the end of this one. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously... I mean, they're both gonna... There's, like, the, the end of the film set up for the sequel, and then the, like, mid-credit sequence set yep. up for the sequel, yeah. which are both, obviously, yeah, gonna be part of the same sequel, but they set it up twice, really, where they're like, here's one hanging end, and here's another, like, end to go off of it. Two well. different things to get excited about. Yeah. More game-accurate Robotnik mm-hmm. and, uh, and Tails. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I'm excited. I like the look of Tails. I thought it was fun. I would be interested to see what the original look for Tails. That's yeah. the like. first thing I thought. I was just like, I wonder what original Tails looked like. I definitely want to see the version of this movie that has the ugly Sonic. Oh, everybody wants to see the version of the movie with the ugly Sonic. Like I want it to be a special feature. I would buy the Blu-ray if there was a, if like I don't normally buy Blu-rays anymore, but I would definitely buy that if the special feature was I got to watch the other version. Uh, I mean, like we said, this movie is doing fantastically well in the theaters. Yeah. They predicted it to be a forty the forty million dollar opening weekend. It is at fifty eight. Uh, 57 currently and climbing and climbing and uh they said with the addition of the uh, extra day uh, yeah, the monday holiday tomorrow. the monday holiday um they're gonna predict it to be like 68 million and then like 120 worldwide pretty good so i mean going back to birth like sonic is doing more than birds of prey did in its entire run <laughs> in its opening weekend <laughs> Yeah, it did more than the entirety of the entire run of Cats, which I just saw closed mm-hmm. after eight weeks with like $29 million. <laughs> <laughs> they're two CGI masterpieces. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, they're, so it's, it's it, Both of them fixed their CGI. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. They each updated it in their own little way. So, one worked, one did not. Yeah, no, one definitely did not. But uh, like, it's already making gangbusters. If they put out the Blu-ray that was like Blu-ray with original cut of film, everybody would go out and buy that just yeah. to see that shitty cut of the film. It would I be wonder really if tough like it would be like like still. I mean, it's it was a decent movie to begin with, but like with creepy Sonic, like I wonder how poorly it would do. It would probably. Oh, mean, like if they had never changed it, what would we be talking about right now? I yeah, we'd be like, that. oh my god, it was, it like hurt my eyes to watch the whole movie. Even though the content is ex- ex- yeah. exactly the same. The no, plot, yeah, the would... acting, everything was exactly the same, but we would be tearing it apart just because we'd be like, it's so creepy. Well, yeah, because it'd be so distracting to yeah. look. Because that was something that was really nice about it, is all of the powers come off looking accurate to Sonic because he looks accurate to Sonic. Like, it and would also, look so strange if he was doing, like, the spin moves and stuff with his matted, weird color fur. Yeah. Uh, and like, also, like, there are parts of the movie where it kind of, like, delves into, like, the fact that Sonic is, like, adorable yeah. and cute. And if he looked like he did, like, the parts where she's sitting there going, like, he's so cute. I'd be like, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> are you looking at that thing? It's a monstrosity. The child that gives it the special, like, his iconic red shoes would be terrified of that thing. <laughs> Because they would think that it looked like some weird kid with a skin condition, which is what he calls it at some point. <laughs> and you'd be like, no, oh, God. <sighs> which, honestly, I, when that part of the movie happened, there's a part where they go to a, a bar, uh, and they the bartender is like, you can't bring a kid in here. And also, what's wrong with him? And he's yeah. like, oh, it's just he's a 46-year-old man with a skin condition. Yeah. The original Sonic looked like a 46-year-old man with a skin condition. I'm thinking they're going, like, how are you not looking at that thing with, like, the gigantic cartoon eyes going, yeah. like, that's clearly not a human being. No, he's got a skin condition. But if it looked like he did before, yeah. that scene would have worked. It's the only scene that I think would have worked. 
with the original design that is now weird with the new design. The the hipster Sonic design, as yeah. that guy called him. That is a good point. That yeah, that is the only joke that I can think of that like definitely made more sense with the other version. Mm. Whether one, they meant it to or not, I don't know. <laughs> one other thing I noticed too is like when he gives him the the bag of coins at the end or the bag of rings at the end, uh, you can tell that like old Sonic had different height than new Sonic did because like the bag like drops and then floats for like a second and then like lands in his hand. It was just the like live action difference between the live action and CG was different because I'm sure he had a different drop point. Yeah. Because the other one was supposed to be taller. As well. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, Oh, that was different. But I mean, otherwise I think it was a decent movie. Yeah. There were parts where I was watching it going like, I feel like I, I was very like kind of keeping an eye on the, the design of Sonic going like looking for parts where, it did, it did look slightly out of place where you could kind of tell the change might have screwed with that scene a little bit. Yeah, the eyelines there, weren't there were, entirely. Yeah, there were a lot of, there were a couple scenes where I noticed that, but like for the most part, it was done really well. Yeah, see, I didn't notice any of that stuff. I also necessarily wasn't like keying in on it, mm-hmm. but I, I thought it looked fantastic. Yeah. They also took out a bunch of the cringy lines from the trailer, like the when he was like trapped in the bag and he said like it smells like Old Spice and something else, like that wasn't in the movie. Mm. Um, and then there was another line in the trailer that I was like, oh, the cat meow part also wasn't in there either. No, that wasn't it. Well, no, he just says meow. Remember in the first trailer, he's like, what? Cats don't do, do animals talk in your universe? Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's because I don't want to freak you out. Yeah, that was the scene from it. Yeah, he does say like meow. That. Um, uh, Jim Carrey, like you said, was mm-hmm. fantastic in it. I, I felt Except like for the it was weird dance scene, which was yeah. Out, there out were of place. there were scenes that was a little too much. Uh, you, 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 everyone kept talking about how this was like return to form for Jim Carrey, going back to like his old school, yeah, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura days kind of thing. He's really over the top, goofy, yeah. Riddler esque characters. Yeah, 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 not not like number twenty three in the Majestic when he tried to be like the serious uh, yeah. actor. But then he went back to like Lemony Snicket was still Jim Carrey. Oh, I didn't watch the Lemony Snicket. Yeah, or I the kind of forgot about that movie. Christmas actually. Carol. Yeah. I didn't watch that either. I didn't see it. Either. I didn't watch any of the Jim Carrey as old man movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like for the most part, when when he is the focal point of the movie, when it's like Dumb and Dumber, and like he is one of the main characters, uh, and obviously he is like a main character in this movie, but like yeah. you can set aside the fact that Ace Ventura seems incredibly out of place in this world. He's still like a side character in this one. Like, in Sonic and uh, Cyclops, James Marston? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, like, they're the main characters. He's a side character. And he feels like his goofiness feels a little extra in in the world, mm-hmm. I would say. But it's like 5% of the time. Like, not the... You know, most of the time you're just like, hey, he's just having fun, you know? You're right. Like, the dance scene, I was kind of like, okay, this is a little bit much, like... This is kind of yeah, he's going a little too far too with long. the with the wackiness in, in this one, but it's it was still fun to see him like in form. Yeah, yeah, I liked it quite a lot. I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I'm excited with his transformation where to where he's clearly lost his mind. I was kind of hoping he would be a little like fatter. They were like kind of setting up the like him being a little fatter, like have him say something about like the mushrooms on the planet are very high mm-hmm. in like fat content or something just so he could be more Eggmanish mm-hmm. towards the, or in the sequel. We could still get there. You could have a, a line like that at the beginning of the next one. 
just as well or something in the trailer that talks about like do you know what it's like if you could only eat mushrooms for your entire life this is what happens <laughs> yeah or you can have like a, a reaction to it I mean, like mm-hmm. yeah this is like i'm allergic to fungus yeah oh that yeah that would be a good one i'm all bloated <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so they set up for the, the next one um, with uh, Tails showing up in the real world, coming from like Sonic's home world. Uh, I kind of wish we had more going back to Sonic's home world, but I'm guessing that would probably be saved for the sequel. Yeah, I think you got to go to the other worlds after that. Although it seemed like at the beginning you see it a little bit, but it's just like a small island that he can run back and forth to in like you know two seconds or whatever so what what can you really do on that it seems much too small to like sustain the plot of a movie like they didn't make it seem vast enough well that's just his island that's like there could be so much more to that world because there are so much more to his world you know there's like the chemical plant zone uh which might be something where like dr robotnik makes his way to that planet he sets up like his empire there um but like you know, there's the um, in the beginning it starts off with like Baby Sonic, which wasn't as cute as I remember him being from the like promo stuff for Baby Sonic. Well, it's always cuter in pictures, you know. Yeah, yeah, they gotta chibi it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Camera uh, adds ten pounds. Yeah, so it starts <laughs> off with Baby Sonic in the beginning, and he's talking about like growing up on his alien homeworld, where it's classic looking Sonic world. Uh, he's raised by a, like a wise old owl. Yeah, is that a thing? Not that I know of, but there's a lot of Sonic games I didn't play. I didn't play any like the Sonic Colors or Sonic Boom, uh, Boom or Sonic and the Black Knight or Sonic and the Seven Sacred Rings and all those ones. Um, so maybe that character is present in the or like it, there's also shit tons of Sonic comics over the years. Yeah, I think that was a uh, comic thing because I think I like remember like. Um, like the covers and stuff and having the owl on the cover of some of the comics was the uh the little like villager people that shot the owl were those knuckles i believe they, they were knuckles like, yeah they look like a tribe of knuckles yeah which i think is part of the thing is like they're more of a like a a, a tribal group of people gotcha yeah and knuckles just branches off from them i guess yeah he like goes to you know help out with the other one the sonic world equivalent of rumspringa yeah pretty much <laughs> just knuckles on holiday yeah, just has a week to go off and experience the real world yeah just mm. you know live your life as a, as a knuckles mm. but i'd be interested to see um more of the sonic sonic's world the if they could go back to that i don't know how you could like you can take Sonic, you can put him in our world, and you can be like, okay, I can kind of, like, see this. I would have a hard time seeing James Marsden going to, like, Sonic World and, like, running around. Yeah. But you could do something where the, the you don't have James Marsden, you just have Sonic versus Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey's the human, like, you know, equivalent character. Yeah, riding around in his little egg pod and stuff. Yeah, exactly, with mm-hmm. all his extra... Do you think we get the, uh, the robot chicken and the one with the... Drill hands. Do I uh, think we get them in a sequel? There is a reference to them in this movie. There is. Okay, yeah. I missed that. Um, when uh, Robotnik um, is doing his little dance scene thing, and he overcharges his thing, he has to hit the like the power switch inside of his thing. He just yeah. has to hit the like the breaker. Um, yes, yeah, his evil layer. <laughs> yeah, the breaker for evil layer. The one above it. There's another one written that's, that said. I don't remember what they're called now. Yeah, like the robot animals. Yeah, yeah. like baddies or something like that. Yeah, or yeah. like it said like whatever the equivalent of what he called those is yeah. on the thing. So gotcha. like he has a Badniks. switch. Badniks, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So he has a switch like for his 
evil Robot. robotification yeah. machine. So okay. that's something he has delved into because throughout the course of the movie, he always talks about how like robots are like he calls them evolution. He's like robots are evolution. Like they're the better version of us, kind of thing. Yeah, because they do what they're told. Yeah, and that feeds into the in in the Sonic game lore of him wanting to convert everything into cyborgs uh, so that he can rule over them. So he's obviously delved into the idea of the robots are the superior ones mm-hmm. and wanting to like make a robot society. Yeah, he's going to need friends in that mushroom world. Mm. So there you go. Is there anything that you that wasn't referenced that you wish was? Chaos Emeralds? I know. I was kind of... Uh, towards the end of the movie, uh, he had... Like in the movie, he has like his souped up power form. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just him turning blue. And I was, when he started to do that at the end where he was, like, going Super Saiyan, I was like, oh, he better not turn yellow. Yeah. Because he needs the Chaos Emeralds. And I'm like, they're fucking with the lore. If they, make him, <laughs> if they make him turn into Super Sonic right now, they're fucking it up. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to see that. But I was expecting, actually, that to be, like, Jim Carrey on that planet, like, finding an emerald and going, like, oh, I can do something with this. Yeah, this will be my power source. Yeah, and they can say, like, oh, there's one on, like, seven different planets that he needs to go to to collect them all, and the last one's on Sonic's planet or on Earth or something, and that's where he has to go to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming, you gotta save stuff for the sequel. Yeah, we got chili dogs in this one. Mm-hmm. He Which does led to the farts. Yep. He flosses twice. He does. Which made the, me the roll dance. my eye. Not, yeah. Not, not flossing his teeth. Mm. Not no, to get but, the chili you know, dogs out. No. But you got to practice good dental hygiene, though. Kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, What did you think of the uh, numerous reference to, references to the Olive Garden? <laughs> I thought that was quite <laughs> that was fun. awful. I do kind of want never ending pasta. It uh, sound delicious, actually. But there, was a, there was another... Product placement? Another product placement, I remember. It was like a car, yeah. wasn't it? remember there was another one that i saw which made me roll my eyes but yeah the the olive gardens ones were a bit much yeah a couple of different instances of it and like i love how the u.s government's like thanks for keeping this whole incident quiet where half of san francisco is destroyed by a robot man Uh, (laughs) a man flying a a plane blowing up the city here's a 50 dollars gift card to the olive garden did you see it said from uncle sam on it I uh, I found like part of the message to be a little weird, uh, like the the overall arcing message of the storyline. That if you feel alone, you're okay to go aggro on an entire town. Well, no, it's that like don't aim for bigger things. It it is weird. Yeah, it is weird that he ultimately decided to stay at home. Well, because, like, like I helped one no, person. No, home is where the heart is. Is what it was saying. I know, but, like, James Marston, like, gives a speech about, like, wanting to go on and do bigger things and, like, making more of his life. And Sonic freaks out at him and says, like, how dare you? Stay where you are. Don't yeah. change. Well, You're a terrible person if you try and do better things with your life. Well, because he's going to leave Sonic. Originally, he was going to leave Sonic. But in the end, he he agrees with Sonic and he stays. It's true. And also, his like, sister-in-law is a terrible person. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know what James. I want to see the prequel series where James Mars. We see why uh, James Mars then should she was be just, divorced. Like, screaming divorce at him. Like, I was yeah. like, he was the, the nicest face. person. I was like, is she racist? <laughs> I don't know. It's possible she might not have liked him because he's white. I know. I, I found it very like. 
it made sense when like he becomes a terrorist, quote unquote. Yeah, but she and wanted... she's like, I don't want this guy that's wanted by the police in my house. But from the get go, she's yeah. like, divorce your husband. He's you terrible. Get rid him. of him. You like, you need to leave him now. I'm like, why? What did he do? He seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, he's he's the town favorite cop. Uh, he seems to be helping everyone clean their gutters. He's moving. He's moving your sister closer to you. Yeah, because you live in San Francisco, so he's bringing your sister home. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand if she didn't know about the promotion, be like, he's never gonna get that promotion. He's yeah, never he's just a deadbeat small town sheriff. Yeah. You deserve so much more than him. Maybe if he was helping, you know, people instead of animals or whatever. Well, that's like, what the sister does. Yeah, but he's just helping like ducks cross the street or whatever, mm. oh, and true. give birth to. Cows. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I did enjoy uh, Sonic taking a turtle on a really fast trip around. <laughs> and then dropping it. <laughs> Watching it shake. I did enjoy that. I thought that was really funny. That was really good. Yeah. It's like, it's your lucky day, turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it has a spasm. No, I thought this was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, did, it did answer my question that I thought the um, the like trailer didn't, which was like, why can't he just go to San Francisco by himself? Well, he doesn't know where it is. Yeah, he doesn't have a map. Yeah, GPS. Well, and also like he also couldn't run that fast from the get go because he was still like drunk from the tranquilizer. Well, no, but he ran to the Pacific Ocean because yeah. he and said just like go west. Second. Yeah, and he had a fish on his head. So crazy. But what's like, that, what's that fish doing there, Sonic? Some of the other stuff where I was like, all right, you're running around like you're staring at uh, like rockets as they're shot at you, and yeah. like you have all that time in the world. Like, why don't you just pick up Eggman and like throw him into the stratosphere or something? Yeah, I don't know. It also was weird that like they needed to get security clearance to get into the building. When, when he like, could just run up the side of the building. Yeah, you see him run up walls in this I, movie. He was on the, the roof at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe it's because it's all glass. He would have broken it, I guess. But then he ran down it. Yeah, but then it's okay to break it on the way down when he's being attacked. I guess. But he didn't know he was going to get attacked on the way up. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. He's like, oh, we, we don't have a key to get up there. I'm like, you can fucking run up that wall if yeah. you wanted to. And just get your rings. Yeah. And then be like, oops, sorry, guys. Or I just, or just like, run up another building and then jump across. Yeah. I don't know. That part didn't make sense, but mm. oh well. Yeah, it's a movie. Things have to happen. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the voice of Sonic? That's fine. Ben Schwartz yes. is yeah. his name? Yep. I thought he did uh, good. Um, I, I mean... It didn't stand out, and that's fine. It, it sounded like he was having fun with it. Yeah. Did you watch the video of him talking to kids? No, They're, they did a, one of those things where, like, you know, they did the, the face mapping thing, and he's behind a screen, like at a movie theater, and like the kids come in, and he's like talking to them as Sonic, like on the screen, kind of thing, like the Mario, video like the Mario thing from that back he did. in the day. But it was like super sweet, like watching Aww. him like interact with these kids because they think it's just like a poster essentially. Yeah. But then the poster starts talking to them and stuff, and I was like, oh, he's having such fun with it. Like That's good for cool. him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I thought he did a good job. Like, it doesn't stand out too much. Like, no. I don't know exactly what you could do. Uh, the only other voice that I can associate Sonic with is Urkel. Yeah. I don't know how many other Sonics have, there have been, but that's the only one I know from the old cartoon days. I watched the old cartoon, that one with the chili dogs, and then there was the other one where he was, like, part of the forest brigade of renegade animals. Was that the one where they were, like, a band? Hmm... I like not like a music band. They were like a okay. band of friends. No, the band is like the original one. There was another one which is like him and his like brother and sister or members of a, a band. Like a rock band. Oh like, no, this is one where they like lived in the forest and they were all freedom all the animals were freedom fighters. I did not watch that one. Yeah, I like, watched the one where they were a band. He had like the green sonic. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, no, I did not see that one. So I remember those two. And this is like, this is closer to the Chili Dog one, I think, than any of the other ones I've heard. Was Trey Parker Sonic at one point? I have no idea. I think he might have voiced Sonic in like one of the games or something. Huh. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. What uh, what kind of world do you want to see in the sequel? Like, where do you want to see him go? What level do you want to see them recreate? Um, the casino world. Yeah, that was gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, it has to be that. They go to Atlantic City or Vegas or something, or do they go to a specific casino world? Like, do we get more alien with the sequel? You think? Well, that's where I said that, like would they establish the like interdimensional or like interplanetary travel, and mm-hmm. they do say like he says all like aliens travel this way so it's not just like True. his special magic rings he, they said other aliens travel with that yeah, everyone Clearly, in different worlds uses this yeah and tails uses it to get to earth also so he has his own rings so you could easily set up like a thing where like they're just jumping to different planets like maybe trying to collect the chaos emeralds like i said mm-hmm. or whatever but he could even do like a montage of him just kind of running through the various different like iconic levels of a sonic game the underwater one, the like Greek Colosseum one, uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, less stuff on Earth. Mm-hmm. I think just bring it back to like, I mean, it, his his universe, I guess, was just the Green Hill Zone, but or like his island. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they had more stuff just in the Sonic games, and they need to have more characters too, like you've you've built this like universe esque on yeah. Earth, but now like Tails is coming, so like Tails needs to grab him and then bring him back home and he like meets Knuckles and all that other stuff. I'm know. sure we'll get an Amy or some kind of yeah. female protagonist character. That. Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah. I mean I'm assuming Tails came to tell Sonic that the owl was captured by the Knuckles like people yeah. and he needs to go and get her back. And Metal Sonic. Oh, oh. Very cool. Oh, yeah, I want Metal Sonic. Metal Sonic. Because he still has Sonic's quill. Yep. Yep. Oh, and he had that, like, pile of scrap. Yep. I want to go back and look at that scene and see what that pile of scrap looked like. I think it was just remnants of his ship, honestly. But, like, maybe they're, like, things that kind of look like something, like, a heart that looks like Sonic, Metal Sonic's face or something in there. Yeah, quills or something, yeah. Yeah. Is so you could easily just like yeah, I'd use this as a power source to power my metal sonic robot. Oh, that's a good idea, John. Yeah. So there you go. Rock condensense. Yeah, <laughs> rock condensense. <laughs> funny. <laughs> the Mister Stone. That was pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good humor. I quite liked it. Um, but overall, recommend this movie. Yeah. 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 If you're a fan of video games in general, I think it's one of the better video game movies mm-hmm. that has come out. It currently is the record holder for highest opening weekend, like, for a video game theme movie, mm-hmm. beating out Detective Pikachu. It beat Detective it, Pikachu. It beat Detective Pikachu. That's surprising. Mm-hmm. We're now two for two in a row on good video game adaptation movies between Detective Pikachu and Sonic. I think. What's mm-hmm. next? <laughs> Monster <Mario>? Hunter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that actually coming to theaters though? Yeah. Oh yeah. And like I thought that was going to be like October. a sci-fi no. TV original. Well, I feel like this is like a no, VOD thing. The guy who thing. did the uh, Resident Evil movies. Yeah. And um, what's her name? Mila Jovovich. Uh, is it also the other one from that? From the Fast and Furious movies? Michelle Rodriguez? Oh, Was she in that also? Probably. Oh, and She's Tony, like one of the soldiers. Tony Jaa's in it as well. Yeah, it's like Michelle Rodriguez and Tony Jaa are like sent from our world to Monster Hunter world. 
Remember that sick. was what the plot line of that? Yeah, movie they're is? like regular soldiers. It's oh, gonna be so we have, to, we have to monster hunt. <sighs> I forgot about when is that, that coming out? It's like August or September, somewhere in the fall, I think. So Joe, you're getting in line now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's there. <laughs> you're you're falling on this grenade now. <laughs> in, in full cosplays, like monster hunter armor. No, you mean regular soldier armor. Well, no, they put on the Monster Hunter armor after they get there. True. Okay. Good point. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, well, we're not going to see video game movies. We're playing games. So, Joe, what did you play this week? Remember last week when I talked about uh, the analog Game Gear adapter for the analog Mega SG that would allow you to play Game Gear games in HD on your TV? Yes, I do remember that. You were all excited for it and you are buying Game Gear games? I was super excited about it. I bought a bunch of Game Gear games in preparation for it. Did you... Where's, oh, you don't have a bag this week. I thought maybe you brought me the adapter so I could look at it on the podcast. It's clear. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a, a board in a clear casing. Cool. Uh, but I got it. Uh, I tested it out. I took it and uh, started testing out all my Game Gear games just to make sure that they worked, you know, and just, just to make, you know, verify because you buy a lot of old games nowadays. Sometimes some of them are busted. So I'm swapping them out, testing them. It's working. Uh, I had to update the firmware on the system first in preparation for it. Um, and uh, after testing out a couple of games, I put in X-Men The Games Master Legacy, which is one of the ones that I purchased in preparation for this. And I'm playing it a little bit. I'm running around as Cyclops uh, in the danger room, punching Brood in the face. Nice. Um, and then the the game uh, just goes black screen. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. So I reset the system, turn it back on, start playing the game again, uh, play it for, you know, I think it was only like 10 minutes or so. Black screen again. So I think, oh, well, maybe like the firmware still has a problem with it or something. I'm not sure. Um, but at, at that point, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning anyway, so I just turned it off and went to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wake up the next morning, I uh, go to check my emails, as I do every morning, uh, and I have an email from Analog in my uh, mailbox. It says, we know what you've been playing. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, we watched you. Uh, so this is the uh, email that I got. Uh, it says, Game Gear card adapter users, please read in uh, bold... Uh, caps? All caps. I'm like, alright, interesting. It's always a thing that you want to read. Uh, there are a number of defective Mega SG Game Gear adapters, version 1, in the first release of the recent shipment. Defective adapters may damage your Mega SG system after prolonged use. Uh, in an effort to eliminate these issues, uh, current, uh, all current Mega SG Game Gear adapter owners, we will be replacing all Mega SG Game Gear adapters with new ones. In the meantime, please do not use your Mega SG Game Gear adapter. <laughs> Damn. Great. Yeah. So, uh, apparently there is a defect in them, um, from looking at this email, um, there are some of them that just did not work straight out of the box. Mm -hmm. It's just saying, like, if yours didn't work, just don't try and use it anymore. Uh, otherwise it said, do not try and use them for prolonged periods of times because they can damage the system. Um, and obviously mine, like, kept shutting off after playing it for a, a couple of minutes, so I don't know if it's, like, a heat problem or something. It keeps, like, overheating. I don't know what exactly the deal is, but uh, now I have to wait another 30 days before I can get uh, my Game Gear adapter cartridge. Have you, one. have you tried to play any just regular Genesis cartridges since this started happening? Since you Just to make sure that your system is fine? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Everything's uh, okay. Uh, uh, before, well, actually it was before. That. I haven't played after. Uh, but before I was playing the uh, X-Men Genesis game. Yeah. And I played that for a little while. Longer than I was playing that 
uh, the Game Gear adapter, and yeah. that did not shut off the system at all. Yeah, but, but you're you right. Sure maybe I should okay. put it in afterwards just yeah. to double check uh, that it wasn't. It hasn't permanently damaged my system yeah. at that point. Because if that's one of the risks, you want to make sure that, uh, that mm. you get that taken care of too. If something were to happen, like if you can't go that long without you know playing the regular x-men game i put the i put the game in and turn it on just to make sure yeah it started up like it's still sitting in the the system right now and it did start up and the game did start playing but i didn't play it for like 10 more minutes afterwards yeah so yeah i should go and just turn it on like let it run just to make sure yeah give that a test that there's no problems with Mm -hmm. it yeah uh but yeah now i have to wait at least another 30 days uh to get a chance to play my game gear games that's a bummer uh, I did play a little bit of them while I was playing them before they like I ran into this problem. Yeah, uh, I played the Sonic or uh, not Sonic um, Spider Man game for it. Actually, now I'm kind of in the mood for Sonic. Now I'm kind of bummed because I could have played the Sonic Game Gear games. I know I kind of want to set the Genesis Mini up, play mm. some Sonic. I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, um, played like the Spider Man one. Uh, it was not good. <laughs> um, the X-Men one was fine. The one that I was playing, like I said, I was jumping around. I just didn't know where I was supposed to be going, what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's just me, like, jumping around the level going, like, where the fuck am I supposed to be going? Um, I, I mean, obviously, it did not capture the heart of people as the uh, Game Boy did, the Game Gear. No, it did not. Uh, and even, like, while I was playing the games for the little bits that I was playing, just to, like, test them out, I was like, oh, yeah, like... Game Gear kind of sucked. <laughs> yes, it did. As history proved, it was not exactly something that like lit the world on fire. But it was in color. It, but it was in color. But like even as I was playing, I'm like, man, like Game Gear game or Game Boy games had a lot more charm to them than Game Gear ones did. I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, granted, I was using just kind of like a limited amount of things. There were still more games that I had. I do remember like the Game Gear version of Lion King and Aladdin to be pretty good. Um, and then, of course, like, you know, you had the puzzle-esque more games, like Columns, Columns. was good. Yeah. Not as good as Tetris was, mm-hmm. obviously, but, uh, yeah, like, the, the it is kind of funny. Like, I can put in a, a Game Boy game, like, at random and play it and have a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. but you put in a Game Gear game and you're like, oh, yeah, this thing kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I played the Season 2 update for Call of Duty, which okay. started this week. How was that? Uh, it's more Call of Duty. Okay. Uh, John, you came over to my house last night, and we played a bunch of it, just like, like handing back like and forth. Until in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we were just playing on the new Rust map that they mm-hmm. added to the game, um, which they have a, like, Rust all rust all the time playlist rust they, issues i think it was called uh yes actually it was called that you're right, right. uh it was called i have rust issues i have rust issues um so it's just like playing on that map they did the same thing with like the new map that they added for the first season as well where you could just play on that one all the time just yep. to like experience the new map for the people that are tired of the older ones mm-hmm. uh it's a good map i like it uh it took me a little bit of like time to get used to it just because it's uh, much more like verticality to the map in the sense that there's like the giant oil tower in the middle and mm-hmm. I constantly kind of forget about that being there because there's always just somebody up there like shooting down at you. Yeah, of course. So I'm just like running around going like, ah, oh, fuck, who killed me again? Oh, I, I don't remember to like cover my upper corners. Um, but uh, it's still a cool, like fun little map. Like I said, I, I like these smaller maps uh, that are much more fast paced. 
uh, you were playing some of the ground war, which is like the huge yeah, open one map round of ground war. And there's just like so much of you just like running around for like five minutes and then getting shot and going like, ah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> time to start running again. Oh, I'm dead. Okay. The, time to start running again. I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's the reason I can never get into battlefield as a game. Mm-hmm. I just hated like the spend so much time trying to find somebody like an enemy in the game just to get killed instantly. And then, yeah rinse and repeat over and over again although i did get in the tank and i killed like eight dudes yeah in like one sitting yeah um but uh i mean there's not too much to talk about it's just new guns new map they added ghost as a character who his redesign looks really fucking cool in the game it's not just like him wearing a balaclava with like a skull painted on it's like actually a skull like stitched to the front of his mask sick it looks intense um, but, uh, I'm not as into it as I was before, I think with like the new season, like we, we played a lot of it last night, uh, just cause we were just passing it like back and forth. But, uh, when I was like playing it by myself, I wasn't as interested in like doing everything as much like the daily challenges. I just kind of went like, eh, I just don't feel like doing these ones. Whereas before, like every day I would try and get all the daily challenges completed. Yeah. I was just like, eh, like, I don't really feel like trying to get, like, 20 headshots with a sniper rifle today. Uh, I'll just let it pass. So, like, I'm not as invested as this time. Mm. Um, I still would like to at least, like, get to the max level and finish the season pass thing. Uh, just because I, I bought it. Like, it's $20 for the season pass. So I was like, well, I don't want to, like, just buy it and let it go to waste at that point. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I, I kind of really just want to move on to, like, other games at this point. It's time. You're yeah. Uh, and then I did play another game. Uh, I downloaded Sea of Solitude, uh, which was a game we remember us talking about at, like, E3 three years ago. The Swedish lady came on and oh, yeah, it's about like started crying about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the game where uh, you are a weird bird girl thing something driving oh, around girl. in a boat. Uh, in a like world where everything's submerged in water, mm, Bird Box—that's what it was, right? I did not watch Bird Box. No, I didn't either. Um, I played around with it a little bit. It feels fairly standard. Like I get that it's a little—it's different because like now you're on a boat, but it still just feels like a climb buildings, collect things, and listen to somebody talk about their emotional issues. Do you feel things? Have you cried? No, no. The voice acting is really like, like stilted. It's a Swedish studio, and like it's very clearly people with Swedish accents doing the voice acting, um, and it doesn't come across very well. Like we just kept laughing at everything she said. It's supposed to be like emotional and stuff, and we're just like derpy 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 der, doing like the Swedish chef like voice as we're listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I apologize to all Swedish people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed in the both of you. Mm. Hey, no, but like the Muppets th- can do it. I can do it. <clears throat> no, how dare you, sir? <laughs> the Muppets are national treasures, and you, sir, are no Muppet. But oh. at like one point, like the giant monster lady was like, "Come here," and she was just like, "No, thanks." <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> She's very, very nonchalant about Credits some of roll. the things that yeah. are happening. <laughs> do you want to fight? No. Da, 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 da. And it's like game over. It's super heavy-handed on like the the message of dealing with depression like 
yeah. to the point where it's almost comical. You're just like, I get it. It's about depression. Oh, Good your life sucks. Yeah, she has to free people from like the like smoke of their something, but like she like puts it in her bag, so she like takes on their baggage. Yeah, John goes like, oh. It's their emotional baggage. And I just went like, oh, that's why she has a backpack with her. Yeah. She oh, for all the emotional baggage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, she absorbs it into her backpack. And I just kind of went like, oh, I get what you're doing, but. So clever. <laughs> she also walks really weird. She like, she, like wades through the, the air with her like arms and then like just kind of like, uh, flaps her body flying. along. <laughs> but she's not. She doesn't have wings. She just has feathers. She's oh. just like Big Bird. But, but no, not but as it's thick. Big Bird. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> National treasure. National treasure. R.I.P. Carol Spinney. But uh, yeah, uh, that's the most of what. Are you gonna go back and try and finish it? Because from all the collectibles, it seems like you're pretty much a third of the way done. Yeah, I like played for like thirty minutes, and I found a ton of collectibles in that thing. And it's like you know, you found five of the thirty collectibles. And I was just like, Jesus, like. I don't know if that's just in this area or in the game total, but like Maybe if it's, it's if it's in the game total, I'm fucking flying through this. Yeah. And I know it's like a small studio, so I can't imagine it's like a super long game. Mm-hmm. It's more of a passion projecty thing, so it could be really short. Um I mean it's it just seemed like for the most part like a vertic- vertical climbing collectathon, mm-hmm. which I do like and I might go back and yeah, do that just to like because, but yeah, I mean, it didn't exactly grab me in any way. Mm. I had bought it for seven dollars, so I was just like, "Oh yeah, this game, I might as well give it a try." Yeah, sure, yeah. why not? Mm. There you go. What about you, John? What'd you play this week? So, Snack World came out on Friday, which what is, is Snack World. It's a Switch game that's a remaster and like an upgraded version of a 3DS game mm-hmm. <clears throat> that uh, Level Five made. Level Five are the people that made like Professor Layton. Mm-hmm. Um, Inazuma 7, and uh, Yokai Watch. Um, and this one's a dungeon crawler. Like, that is also just a parody of dungeon crawlers. Okay. So, like, Very the whole... meta game. Yeah, it's, like, the whole thing is just, like, a super meta game. And, like, at one point, this, like, you're... You wake up, and of course you have amnesia, and you go to the king, and hate when that happens. And the king, the king's like, "Oh, are you like the one that comes to save our world?" But wait, like we're not in peril, and also like we don't have heroes. Like you're just a kid, and he's like, "Welcome to this RPG world." And RPG stood for like something else. It was like realms, yeah, like royal proving ground or something yeah. like that. He's like, yeah, "Let's see if you're good at RPGs," and he's he's talking about like the royal proving ground or something. And then, like, at one point, you go and talk to this, like, girl who's obviously the, like, tutorial character. But she keeps saying, like, now that you completed the tutorial, I mean, you're training for this not game that you're playing. And then, like, somebody's like, you're breaking the facade. So it's, like, tongue-in-cheeky, like... Very fourth-wall-breaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, a standard... not standard but like it is a like it's a dungeon crawl game and like when you go out on missions it says like time to crawl dungeons or, or something the, like the that. game is literally called snack world the dungeon crawl yeah <laughs> um but where like yokai watch was like pokemon but instead of catching pokemon in the wild you catch them or like you got them in coins which you originally obtained from gacha machines which are like coin mm-hmm. you know prize machines yeah, yeah um and that's like how you physically got the coins in real life like, you could go to the gacha machines in Japan. That's how you got all the medallions. This one's all, like, convenience store stuff. 
So, like, you get all your weapons and, like, your items and stuff from the convenience store. And, like, in Japan, they have, like, a lottery system that, like, it's not technically gambling because everyone wins. But you pay a certain amount of money for, like, a lucky prize is what they call it. And you put your hand in a box and you pull out and you get a number or a, a letter. And then there are prizes for that letter. And you get whatever that one is. And so, like, different convenience stores have different prizes or, like, campaigns and stuff like that. So, like, when Joe and I were there, there was, like, common Rider stuff. There's Gundam stuff that 7-Eleven does all the time. That's usually, like, anime-themed or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, it's it's aimed towards kids. So, like, in this one, you can... Perfect for us. There you you go. can yeah. get, like, lucky tickets, t- tickets, and then you use those to get the weapons that are on, um, like, you know, they have your odds and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they even have, like, the small things where, like, I saw people do it. <clears throat> they had a lucky campaign for Pokemon. And there's the people that wait on the sides because there's a limited amount of items that you can win um and once like they're gone you can see what's left so like you just kind of hang back and wait for like if nobody's won the grand prize yet like my my odds are better because yeah i can just wait until you know if it gets taken up i'll walk away but if not like you know if there's five left i'm just gonna go back and get the last five tickets and i guaranteed myself the the you know grand prize so there's like guy in the convenience store who's just like i'm waiting for like you know everyone to grab the the prizes until i get the one i want yeah exactly um but it's it's fun it's like kitty like cell shaded mm-hmm. um there's like an anime and manga that ties into it as well i didn't play too much of it um but it's enough that like you can play in like pun intended bite sized chunks cuz mm-hmm. like you can just do like there. missions and stuff like that um, yeah, that's why I watched, like, the IGN review on it, and the guy said the same thing. He's like, it's a, just a perfect, like, pick-up, play-for-five-minutes-to-put-down kind of game. Yeah, I, like, did two missions, and I put it down. I, I picked it up again, like, last night. I played another mission, and, like, you can, yeah, you can play it for, like, 10 or 15 minutes and be done with it. But um, Level 5 has not made a bad game, so I'm sure it's going to get better as it goes on. Um, and then they also announced that Inazuma 7 game is coming here, too, so... Or, uh... Yeah. Hmm? The soccer game. Oh, Captain Tsubasa? Yeah, Captain Tsubasa, that's right. Um, not level 5, but also anime-themed. Um, but I, I didn't play it, and then Joe and I played a shitload of Call of Duty last night, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but that's, like, the best like way to play Call of Duty is just pass the controller back. Yeah. You play around, then you know pass the controller back and you someone else plays around um but we were just like going and completing all the the stuff on the all the challenges all the challenges on weapon the, the unlock menu. things yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. um so like it was funny because there was like some things that which i was really good at and there were some things that i was really good at so i was like all right you try for this one and i'll try for this one um but like four hours went by and i was like oh it's two in the morning time mm-hmm. to go home <laughs> yeah we're just sitting there going like all right we need to get 15 headshots with a shotgun so like time to just run around and just try and shotgun everybody yeah and it was very much like we'd be like all right we did terrible that round and then like the next round we're like fucking top of the list like 46 yeah. kills 10 deaths like all right yeah like one of my rounds i went like 17 and oh like the, the very like first thing and i was like <laughs> although <laughs> we were playing like uh one of the like ground like king of the hill modes or whatever and i was like fifth on the leaderboard with 47 kills because you were just running around <laughs> killing everybody you weren't trying to capture any objectives yeah. or do any challenges well, cause we were, oh, well what we were doing for the challenges is yeah yeah for the uh smg but um but that's that's all i played this week not much and then i bought the yakuza um three four and five yeah yeah, yeah. probably in the front door right now nice um so i'll probably play that next week if i'm in the mood Cool. But all three of them? All three of in them. In next week? Yep. 
Wow. Yep. Got a, it's a big task on your hands. Let's Ooh. see if you can do it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but you're going to try. Obviously I'm going to, to. I'm going to have to. Yes. Yeah. You've committed to it now. Yep. Otherwise, you'd be a liar. And nobody wants that. No, I, I don't lie about anything. There you go. I've really been in line for Sonic this whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm done. So. Yeah, you're back home now. Oh, yeah. So plenty of time to play. Yeah. Because you've obviously been fired from your job. <laughs> you in line at the movies for a year. Yeah. So Reason for termination. Waiting for Sonic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valid. I think. Yeah. It's an excuse that. <laughs> so good on you. What about you? What you? What you? Uh, about Battlefront Two still? Still, jeez. Yeah. I'm super enjoying the game. They added. They finally added sequel era trilogy stuff to the supremacy mode that I play all the time. So they added all the maps for, or like you know, Last Jedi and Force Awakens or whatever. The yeah, you can be from Ray and Kylo running around. Ray and Kylo. Uh, they added BB-8 and BB-9E as playable characters. How does you can that play work? as them. Yeah, you're just fucking zipping around as BB-8, and you've got like the shock prod, and you've got you like you can jump off and kind of like do like a speed like a Sonic style bump against Ooh. them. Um, they have tiny little, and they're just tiny little fuckers that you that I'm take sure a lot of damage. Annoying. Oh, they're incredibly annoying, and they take a ton <laughs> of damage. Uh, like the prequel era stuff only has Yoda as like the small thing that you can barely hit and does you know takes a lot of damage and deals a lot of damage. But the people that are good with the little droids are just like out of control good. Yes, yeah, like odd job. Yeah, where you just don't think to look down. Yeah. So, uh, the, and like all of a sudden, like you'll get killed, and you're just be like, "What? There was no one around me." Where the, oh, the fucking little robot? I swear <laughs> to God, goddamn droid. I hate droids. They're not welcome here. Um, but Great, I, Mando. Yeah, I uh, I like sticking to the prequel era stuff more, just because I like the level layouts better. Yeah. Uh, and the like second stage stuff on the ships, I think, is much better. The second stage stuff in the sequel era thing is basically just like it's two rooms. And so it's just, you just get murdered all the time because there's constantly just like a fucking sick people shooting at you. Right. So I do like the prequel era stuff more, but the original trilogy levels are also coming to Supremacy soon as part of like the next update. So that'll be exciting. You can play across all of the different eras, which I'm excited about. So that should be pretty fun. Uh, But yeah, I've just been playing a ton of that. That game's super fucking addicting. And it... It's one of those things where I'm like, all right, I'll just play one more round, and it's 45 minutes later because we got to go back and forth, and it takes a while to secure all the, you know, spawn points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm still having a ton of fun with that game. I don't know that I'm in a hurry to get and play other games. Mm-hmm. Well, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Two years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm finally getting my money's worth. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for what we've been playing. So we'll jump right into the lightning round, not lightning round, and uh, we got E3 history this week. Uh, Joe, you want to tell us what that history is? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so, uh, Jeff Keighley. Uh, Game Awards king, host. King of creator. video games. I mean, he pretty much Very is close. like the highest profile person. The host of video games. Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty much. Uh, he announced that he will not be attending E3 this year, which will be the first time in 25 years that Jeff Keighley has not participated in E3 in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so he, uh, just put out like a note on Twitter. Uh, this is the statement that he put out for the past 25 years. I have attended every electronic entertainment expo covering, hosting and sharing E3 has always been a highlight of my year. Uh, not to mention a defining part of my career. I debated, uh, I have debated 
what to say about E3 2020. While I want to support the developers who will be showcasing their work, I also need to be open and honest with you and fans of precisely what to expect from me. Uh, then he goes on pretty much to say that uh, he can't in good conscience support E3 uh, because of what he knows about behind the scenes aspects of it. Um, he doesn't go into detail about what it is that he was talking about, but he basically says like he can't support them anymore yeah interesting uh yeah and i'm very intrigued as to what it is that could be going on there well he normally hosts the like the e3 coliseum and he said that what he had to work with like would not be up to the standard of like no one would enjoy what he like could have possibly shown off yeah this is what he said based on what uh has been communicated to me about the show i just don't feel comfortable participating uh, there is no secret that E3 needs to evolve, and I have lots of ideas about that, but I've decided to take a wait-and-see approach. I'm looking forward to learning about uh, the ESA's vision of the show beyond what was the, uh, in the blog post last week. So what, he just doesn't think that what he has to present is going to be worth presenting? Well, he said, based on what being com- uh, communicated about me in the show, I don't feel comfortable participating. So he knows something about the show that he doesn't want to be associated with? Interesting. Yeah. So what is it going to be like racist games or like? This is well, not I good think as it's, the game awards. That's what he's saying. Well, I just think it might be like about maybe um, behind the scenes things. Like if the people running it are probably running it properly. Maybe this has something to do with like why Sony doesn't want to participate in E3 anymore. Maybe they're overcharging studios or they're doing some kind or of or just like abusing smaller studios. Maybe bullying uh, them into submission. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you like you got if you if you want your game to be a success, you got to be part of E3. And if you want to be part of E3, you know you got yeah, you got to do this. Yeah. Sign with EA or something. Yeah, like forcing studios behind that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Like there could be a million different things going on, but. Just the fact that he's like distancing himself from them in this way is pretty shocking, mm-hmm. and also like not surprising. I mean, we've been saying like E three feels like it's something that's just a thing of the past. Yeah, like very antiquated at this point and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Keighley can go off and he can do his own thing that is obviously much more successful. I would say. I think I'd say people look more towards the Game Awards than they do E3 at this point. Uh, I think E3 has, like, the legacy behind it, but... Yeah, and there's still more going on because it's over multiple days. You mm. get, you know, Microsoft and up until recently Sony and Nintendo all doing stuff. And with the Game Awards, it's like maybe you'll see, you know, two high-profile games that are, like, you know, sequels or part of established franchises, whereas, like, the Game Awards is mostly about like new announcements of things you've never heard of. But they also announced the new Xbox at the Game Awards. So That's true, which was a huge success. Everyone's jumping apparently. ship. <laughs> According to Microsoft, who said... Yeah. He was afraid it could go wrong. Yeah. They yeah, could've, it could have gone wrong in so many ways. All of the ways? Yeah. like The, the ways fact that, that no did. one knew what it was? Yeah. That no one clapped? No, it went well. It went as great as could be expected. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's uh, a, big, a big change, because that's a familiar face that won't be there as part of of e3 this year but i mean maybe he's just purely angling f- to become the king of video games maybe. like he has been this whole time he was like oh yeah i'm not gonna like help them anymore when i could be the one like seizing that mantle yeah he's already the dorito pope so what, what? you don't know about the dorito pope no. no can't say that i do yeah jeff Keeley's the dorito pope 
Can you explain what Dorito Pope means? Uh, it came. No, it comes from a, It comes from an E three thing that he did where uh, he did like a. Uh, a, a video for E3 and he's like sitting in a chair and he's just surrounded by bags of Doritos that are just clearly there for oh, like product placement product placement and he's just like talking about video games while surrounded by bags of Doritos and everyone's like is he the Pope of Doritos? <laughs> yes. He's the Sultan of Doritos. Well if he's the king of video games he's gotta be yeah the Sultan of Doritos and the master of Mountain Dew because mm-hmm. that's you know gaming can gaming gaming food 101 there you go oh uh, it was it was doritos and mountain dew <laughs> yeah like i said of course it was yeah so then name people... a better duo it is called gaming fuel on some of them aren't they yeah there's a mountain dew yeah game mountain dew game fuel. fuel yeah exactly doritos doesn't have a game fuel oh, but they're owned by the same company aren't they probably i think they are <laughs> sure <laughs> awesome yeah good stuff so there you go. Uh, a different different look for E3 as it continues to spiral out of control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lightning round. Uh, we got new info on the next Need for Speed in terms of who's going to be making the next Need for Speed. Do you know this, Joe? Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Criterion Games is taking over the Need for Speed franchise again. Surprise, again. surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they uh, were replaced as the developers of the game with a studio called Ghost Games, I think it was. Yep. Uh, who did like the last two Heat Need for Speed games? Whatever the one before that was, Rivals. I I I honestly don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't cared since Criterion Games made the last yeah. one. So yeah. This is good news. Yeah, yeah. These so are the ones cons- that made Most Wanted. Uh, yeah. Well, they're the studio that originally made the Burnout games. Yep. And then they started making the uh, the the Need for Speed games, kind of bringing that like Burnout feel to them. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I mean, this is this is good for them because I, I just like I said, we just said nobody really cares about Need for Speed anymore. They just kind of becomes a thing where it's like, oh, another Need for Speed came out, mm-hmm. huh? Which one is this one? I don't remember. Um, How is it different? Oh, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, but like for a while there, like Need for Speed was on par with like Madden for like the game that everyone got hyped about every mm-hmm. single year, like. Uh, it was basically in the vein of those sports games, those yearly sports games. It was also the yearly Madden. Yeah. Um, and now everybody just kind of forgot about those franchises. So it is good for Criterion to come back because they did make like the last good ones. Mm-hmm. They didn't make all of the good ones. Other studios made good ones before that uh, back in the heyday. Um, but they were kind of the revival of uh, Need for Speed. Yeah. It, Need for Speed is an up and down franchise where for every underground you get rivals and like so you just in the run yeah oh yeah that's right the run was like what like six races long or something yeah it was i I beat it in like three hours yeah (laughs) because it was mostly just cutscenes. uh but um the only thing i can say about this is it makes me sad because i want them to make more burnout games you're never getting that I want more burnout. But they games. made a didn't they make another burnout game and it like didn't have like background music and like the font was all like aerial white font in the menus and everything. I think the last one they did was Burnout Paradise. I thought there was another burnout that came out and it was like a total flop because it just was like halfly like put out. You sure know? that wasn't a need for speed that was made to look like burnout? No. I feel like I'm we pretty got one sure of it was a burnout game. 
Yeah. And it like had no background music and like all of the font was oh, just Oh no, that like... was that was another studio tried to make their own like spiritual successor to Burnout. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what that game is called. I th- I think you might be right that like one of the guys from the original studio was like the one behind it. Dangerous Driving. Yeah. I bought that because they were saying like it's the spiritual successor to Burnout and I played it, and you're right. It was terrible. There was, like, no music in it because it didn't get, like, the licensing, which was music was one of the key things about the Burnout franchises. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh, Fiona Sperry and Alex Ward, who are the co-founders of Criterion. Okay, yeah. So it was people behind the, the studio behind it. But, yeah, that game that game sucked. There was the Burnout Crash, I remember, which was, like, a top-down Burnout game. It was, like, an arcade game. It sounds like a mobile game. Yeah, it was like an Xbox arcade game, hmm. like a, a smaller one that just, it was just like the crashing aspect. There wasn't like races. Um, and I played that and that was like kind of fun. But yeah, I would love to go back and like get a new Burnout Paradise, which I mean, this new Need for Speed might just be the equivalent of that with just a different yeah. name on it. Uh, one of their games essentially was that in the Need for Speed. I don't remember which one. I think it was just called Need for Speed. Yeah, I think maybe that when was When everything it. was getting its own reboot, not reboot. And they like pretty much said it was like yeah this is <clears throat> this is Paradise City two because mm-hmm. the the map was exactly the same as Paradise City, hmm. um, and that game was great yeah. So uh, if they do that, uh, I'm happy. Um, but I still would just like a straight up burnout. Yeah, because well, one of the things is like they can't be as destructive when they're using like licensed cars because mm-hmm. like the studios don't want you to like destroy their completely car. rip a, a a brand new Ford like. Yeah. Something car. Yeah, they, they don't want you to see what it looks like when it gets mangled mm-hmm. and totaled. Um, they did also say this is for next-gen systems, I believe. They said that Criterion is taking Need for Speed into the next generation. So I think that's both meant to mean the next generation of Need for Speed, but also next generation of systems as well. Obviously, we're not going to get it before the end of the year. This is, I think, just starting to be developed now. So we've... Got a couple years to wait on it, but still pretty exciting news for Need for Speed fans. Oh my god, I forgot that there was a Need for Speed movie. Yep. Oh yeah, there starring involved. Jesse Pinkman. That's right. Yeah, my mom loves that movie. I don't know why. She <laughs> said something about it, like, and she was like, "Oh, I loved. I watched. We watched some like racing movie." And I was like, "Oh, was it one of the Fast and Furious?" She was like, "No, it was like Hunt for something." And I was like, "Was it Need for Speed?" She's like, "That was it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." She's like, "It was amazing." No, it turns out they just saw Hunt for Something. That, Hunt for that, Something. That new racing movie, Hunt for Something. Yeah. yeah. Hunt for Red October, where yeah. they were racing those submarines. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the, the movie. Speed 2 Cruise Control? Mm-hmm. I did like the Speed reference in Sonic. Oh, it's like his favorite movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really excited when... Classic they... line. Yeah. <laughs> too, too good. Uh, lightning round. Uh, we got leaks from the inside again after last week. We had you know multiple people on the inside confirming things. Uh, we got the voice actor for Devil May Cry confirming the next game. And uh, is this a long running thing? Is this like do they are there others of these? There's been tons of different ones of them. Okay, what is right. it? What are uh, talking so about? the voice actor. Um, Brian Hanford, who was the voice actor for V in uh, Devil May Cry 5, uh, tweeted out that he was excited for the next Capcom versus game coming out. Uh, his actual tweet was, uh, absolutely pumped for the next Capcom versus game. New characters, but could be very familiar. Um, 
there have been like obviously everybody always instantly thinks of Marvel versus Capcom yeah. for the Capcom versus, but they have done like Capcom versus SNK. There was Capcom versus Capcom versus Street Fighter. Uh, well, that's Street Fighter. Yeah, Capcom is Street Fighter. Or, uh, no, you uh, think of Street Fighter X Tekken? Yeah, Cross Cross Tekken. Cross, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's been other ones in the franchise. There was also like the um, like tactics ones. Uh, I forget what those were called. Project Cross Zone. Oh, is that what you're talking about? No. But yeah, wasn't those like weren't those Capcom because they had like Dante and stuff in them as well. Project Cross Zone, I think is. Yeah, I think it is Capcom. Yeah, because no, there's like Resident uh, Evil and other stuff like and, and like anime movies or, or characters and stuff. Tatsunoko versus Capcom is what oh, I was trying to yeah. think of. That's right. That was a Wii exclusive. Yep. That was had like versus like Battle for the Planets and like other anime characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there have been various different. Like Capcom versus series, this is this is. So, what do we think this one's gonna be? Uh, he says Capcom versus, not Marvel versus. I think yeah. if you're thinking that your mind first goes into Capcom or like Marvel versus Capcom, don't think about that. Put yeah, that, put so, that out of your mind. So, I feel like this has to be something else at that point. If do you, you think, start with Capcom, do you think this is our Capcom Smash Brothers equivalent, where it's just all the different characters from... I like, it could just be Capcom versus, yeah. it's just Capcom characters in a massive fighting game without having to, like, add Marvel as well? Or SNK, or Tekken, or any of those other hmm. franchises that they've added before. What Do you think this is, like, a Street Fighter style game? Do you think this is going to be some new kind of fighting game? Like, what do you th- what do you think we get, and what does this look like? I have no idea. I think it's going to be like a Capcom versus like anime of some sort. So like Capcom versus Jump or something. Ooh, could be that. Uh, I find it interesting that this is the guy that is the voice actor for like the new character they just added to number five of Devil May Cry. Mm -hmm. So like this isn't the guy who's the voice of Dante who would be the first person you would think would be the one that would be in this game. True. You don't usually like put like new weird dude that like is not the key focal point kind of thing well unless it's capcom only and then you got to pad out the numbers with all that's kinds what i'm of thinking like you have to be characters you have to be digging deep to make him a character in this game well yeah. you can also just be like the equivalent of like an assist trophy that's true or he could just be doing like other a voice for another character yeah you know but they just were like oh we got this guy who was in this capcom game like let's have him be the voice of something else captain commando in this yeah. or something yeah he did say new characters. Maybe that means he's voicing new characters. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I I'm, would be interested to see what it is. Um, I mean, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite was kind of a disaster. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't like Marvel versus Capcom 3 as much either. Like, uh, 2 is the gold standard one, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, so they're on a downward trend, to say the least. True. And then, like, a lot of the other ones, like, I, I remember the Capcom versus um, whatever that one you were talking about was. Yeah. Um, but, like, it obviously wasn't a big hit, but it was also on the Wii, so. Tatsunoko versus yeah. Capcom. Or Tatsunoko versus Capcom, and yeah. Then there's, I mean, there's only two other ones. It's Capcom versus the SNK and Marvel versus Capcom. Mm. There's only three, so. And then Tekken versus Capcom. Street Fighter. That's Street Fighter, so that's different. Well, it's, well, it's still a Capcom franchise versus another thing. Yeah, but you did say Capcom, not Street Fighter. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I would actually be kind of interested if they did just do like a Capcom focused one, and I would actually love it if they went back to like the hand drawn sprite sprites as opposed to the three D ones. But yeah. 
uh, it's doubtful that they'll go back that way. I, I mean, they could probably do like the CGI, like cell shaded stuff that looks like it's anime esque and hand drawn sort of thing. No, uh, do like the like Naruto, Shippuden. Oh style yeah, or like yeah, like I mean, the Dragon Ball games hmm. are like that too. Oh yeah, if they did it like. Oh man, if they did like Cap- Capcom versus Dragon Ball Fighters. Well, that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> jump, like Capcom versus jump. So you can have Naruto, you can have Bleach, you can have mm-hmm. uh, you know dra- uh, any of the Dragon Ball characters. Because the jump uh, game did not do very well, so mm. maybe they're like, oh, oh yeah, let's come force. together. And <laughs> yeah, like... let's take two crashing franchises and smash them together. Yeah, crash them together, burnout style. Yeah. But man, yeah, if they got like Arxis to do it. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking bonkers. Yeah. They're the company that does Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue. Mm-hmm. And Fighters. And Fighters, yeah. 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 But, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting what comes from it. Like I said, if they have to, like, if they're digging through the well of, like, pulling out B-tier guys. Yeah, this mm-hmm. random dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just going to be, like, a Devil May Cry fighting game. That could be cool. I mean, they, they did it with Onimusha. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. they put Mega Man in that. <laughs> There's an Onimusha fighting game? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. It, with Mega Man in it. Weird. Yeah. It was actually an Onimusha Smash Brothers clone. Interesting. Yeah. But with Mega Man in it. With Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mega Man in it, Joe? Yeah. It, and it's Battle Network Mega Man. I like the Battle Network game. I know. It just it seemed like a weird like pull. Uh, it's probably the most recent. Uh, At the Mega time. Man yeah. Game. It was a yeah. PS2 game. Yeah. So. Hmm. So with Mega Man in it. Got it. Uh, all right, lightning round. The uh, demo for Neo Two is out. It's coming out. Uh, uh, coming, out. coming out. Uh, and it gives you a little extra perk if you play it or or beat it. Play, play it. it. Okay. Uh, so the uh, Neo Two is going to have a uh, demo that will be coming out on the twenty eighth. Like we said, uh, it's called the Last Chance demo. Uh, before the game comes out, uh, to let you you know figure out if you want to play it. Uh, but one of the things that's the big draw of playing this one is that if you have a save file for Neo One on your system. You can then, um, uh, if you have the save file for Neo 1 and, and then you play the demo, demo, and then when the game comes out, you load your save file off the demo, which will check the save file from number 1, it adds the character from Neo 1 into Neo 2. Um, cool. He's just a skin that you can put over your like the main character from Neo 2. It's mm-hmm. not like it changes the game in any significant way. It just changes the way he looks. Uh, but you will be able to play as William in that one if you uh, play the demo. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I always love it when demos give you something for participating in the demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's like the kind of thing where you can play the demo and then your save like carries over into the real game. Uh, I like it when you get a little extra perk, if you get a skin or something like that. Um, so this one sounds really cool. And I will definitely give it a try because I am looking forward to Neo 2. Nice. I tried playing a little bit of it last night when John was over before we played call of duty uh and i was terrible at it because i completely forgot how to play the game i got like halfway through it and stopped playing it originally so i am gonna have to probably do the thing like i did with the surge which is just start over from the beginning Mm -hmm. and play through that uh in preparation for the second one coming out because i never did finish the first one a month away yeah so i should probably start that soon Mm -hmm. yeah i got a free copy of playstation plus so i've wanted to try that Mm. for a while now who knows maybe i'll get around to it at some point but maybe uh, when maybe you not. get a free maybe copy more... of number two, yeah, exactly. Five Star Wars. Years from now. <laughs> there it is. That's when I'll play it. 
Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, so I talked about GeForce Now, the new NVIDIA streaming service that lets you stream your games that you already own on your PC to your phone or to computers that are crappy like mine. Um, well, they lost a big batch of games this week, which is something that people are always worried about with these game streaming things is, will the games that I want to play always work? Uh, and this will the case, games I have bought be playable? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in this case, no, if either of any of those games are Activision Blizzard games. So which are in, kind of big games. <laughs> yeah, so this includes the, the WoWs, the, I think, Overwatch, and... Modern Call Warfare, uh, all those games are, are not going to be compatible, apparently due to a misunderstanding in the original agreement between the two companies. Uh, so all of these games were available on GeForce Now during the beta period and for the first uh, week or so of the actual live launch of it. I guess uh, from Activision Blizzard's standpoint, that agreement was good only for the beta and they needed to renegotiate for it to be available in the main release of the program. And uh, NVIDIA didn't know that or didn't care or thought they could get away with it. Uh, but that's no longer the case. So they have to come back to the uh, the bargaining table, I guess, to get these games back working again. Hmm. So I don't know if they have to do that with every company. And if all the other companies want to pull out, they can. But uh, Activision Blizzard has, has opted to pull out here. I mean, that's a... Pretty fucking big blow at that point. Yeah. Especially it when it comes after people have paid their, you know, five bucks a month or whatever it is, like pre-purchased months of of the fast, you know, fast pass service version of this as opposed to just the free one. So that's kind of, I don't know if they're doing anything. If you were like, I got this specifically so I could play WoW on my crappy laptop or whatever, I need you to fix this. Like, I want my money back because I can't play my game now. I don't know if they're doing anything for that, but... Still a big change uh, and an unwelcome change right there in the beginning of of the GeForce Now service. So hopefully it doesn't lose too many more games. Um, but I guess we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll keep, keep you updated as to whether or not those games ever come back. Uh, games that you will be able to play on the go with you are uh, this month's batch of Nintendo Switch Online games, which comes with a couple of never-before-released-in-America games. Joe, do you have that list? Uh, yeah. Uh, so there will be four new games coming to Nintendo Switch Online, two Super Nintendo games, and two Nintendo games. Uh, we talked about before about how they have a much more staggered, like, we'll put them out when we put them out kind mm-hmm. of approach, as opposed to the PlayStation Plus or Games with Gold games, which are monthly, monthly on day, day and date kind of thing. Uh, but we will be getting at least four new games. Uh, you will be getting for the Nintendo system, uh, Shadow of the Ninja and Eliminator Boat Duel. Ooh, boats. I don't know which ones of these are the ones that weren't originally released in America. I think it's both of the Super Nintendo games. Okay. Because uh, I don't know either of those games either on the Nintendo one. So yeah. I've never heard of Eliminator Boat Duel or Shadow of the Ninja. Probably have played them at some point, and I just don't remember because there's a fuck that Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Super Nintendo games are Poppin' Twinbee and Smash Tennis. Yeah, I think those are the ones that have never before been released in America. Mm. I mean, I've heard of Twinbee. I've never played a Twinbee game. I don't know if they were like never released in America. I think there was one on the Game Boy Advance, wasn't there? Uh, possibly. Or Game Boy Color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I always like uh, tennis games, so I'm completely down to play whatever Smash Tennis is. It's funny because you say Smash instantly Nintendo-related. You think, like, Smash Brothers Tennis? Mm. Nope, not that. That would have been great if it was, though. But it isn't. Mm. It's just a regular just a regular old tennis game. 
Mm. Looks fun, though. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good to have more games available on that service. Yeah. Which I have not touched <laughs> in a very long time. I know, me too. It's a shame. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I just yeah. don't ever think about it. Uh, yeah, I know. When I, like, go through my, like, list of games. I mean, for one thing, I have so many fucking Switch games that I haven't played. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, I might as well play, like, this game, this game, this game kind mm. of thing. Uh, but, yeah, I always kind of forget to check that and just see what's in there because there's a ton of things that I could be playing in there. And I, like, I wish there was licensed games. Like, I know the legality of that is difficult, but, like, I wish there were, you know, like, Ninja Turtles or, you know, it's like stuff that I want to play as opposed to just, like, here's random here's random trash mm. and some Mario games. Yeah. So, I, I think that's what would get me in. If I, because like I get, you know, the Batman Arkham games with PlayStation Plus, like I get licensed games with those free services. I wish I could get some with this too. I don't know what it would take to get those rights situated, but I would like to see at some point we get something a little bit more like on the beaten path as opposed to off of it. But I guess we'll uh, we'll see whenever the next batch comes out what whenever what they, they make available. To put it yeah. out <laughs> whenever they do. Uh, all right, lightning round. We got a famous person who's now signed an exclusive streaming deal, and it's not a person that I knew did streaming. Who is it, Joe? Yeah, I I kind of like did a double take when I saw this. Also, um, uh, apparently uh, Ronda Rousey has signed an exclusivity deal with Facebook Gaming to stream exclusively on their platform. Did not know she played games. Uh, apparently, uh, she's a very big gamer. Uh, according to the statement that she put out about it, uh, gaming has always been a huge part of my life, and I can't wait to share uh, that passion with my millions of fans on Facebook Gaming. I, I didn't even know that Facebook had a gaming streaming platform thing. I, I did know that. Uh, it's I just not... assumed everything's on Twitch. Well, Twitch and YouTube and Mixer and Facebook. Oh, Mixer. I forgot about Mixer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did like I knew Ronda Rousey had, I think, a YouTube series. Or she did, like, you know, she put out videos where she talked about, like, starting a family and yeah. did her own thing. And she was on Total Divas mm-hmm. this season. Did but... she, she? She was on hiatus from wrestling in the WWE. That's yeah, what she's been is. doing. Yeah. Uh, she still is. Did she have her child? She it was because no, she was pregnant, so. right? I don't think so. I feel like she wants to start a family, but yeah, I don't, I don't know think that she, she was has. actually pregnant. I think she was taking time off to try and have a kid. Oh, okay. I thought it was she was pregnant. I know she that yeah that she said she wanted to start a family. So I just assumed that she was pregnant, mm. having that child because no, no, it's no. probably not a good idea to wrestle while pregnant. No. Um, but yeah, I probably, <laughs> probably. I mean, if I were to guess, you know, yeah, extensive medical research you've done suggests mm-hmm. that you don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Dr. mean, Joe. better safe than sorry. I yeah, would say. of course. Naturally, of course. Mm-hmm. Joe knows everything about the female anatomy. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Very smart man. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know she did any gaming. Yeah. I, it's completely news to me. I don't. I feel like I would have seen her on like up, Xavier, up, down, down. yeah Xavier Woods's channel or something. I mean, I don't watch a ton of that, but I don't ever remember seeing like clips or highlights of her being on there. Maybe I just missed those, but I didn't know she was big into gaming. Yeah, I mean, I mean, apparently enough for her to like need to sign an exclusivity deal of any kind. Well, if you like get Ronda when, Rousey, you get Ronda Rousey. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you said, like when you if you are a person that follows video games and follows wrestling, you know Xavier Woods up up down down mm-hmm. channel. Um this the first thing I think of when it comes to wrestling slash video games. Mm-hmm. Uh I had no idea that Ronda Rousey did any kind of streaming. And this might be her like 
starting her streaming yeah, career. True. She might have never actually streamed before on anything else. I didn't know Jack Black was into streaming until he started his YouTube streaming show. So, <laughs> But doesn't he not play video games on Yeah, but still. It's like, like the joke of it, I think. Yeah, at least it was at the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, I, so I guess this could, yeah, this could be the start of it. But, mm. I don't know. You're going to give it a try? No. She's any good? Not even, not <laughs> no. even. I don't even like Ronda Rousey. I didn't like her in UFC. I don't like her in wrestling. No. Sorry, Ronda. <laughs> what if you like her in video games, though? Hey, you know what? Maybe she's very, very passionate yeah, about it. Yeah, what if it. two out of three is bad and I've been, the other one's good? I've been listening to Kurt Hawkins and um, Zack Ryder's uh, toy collecting podcasts mm-hmm. where they talk about like wrestling toy collecting figures. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about wrestling toys. I never really had wrestling toys growing up. But their like passion for it, I find very endearing. So if she has the same amount of passion for like video games. Maybe you know, even though I know nothing about the thing they're talking about, I still like listening to them talk about it because they care so much. So if she's as into video games, and you can clearly tell how much she likes video games, mm-hmm. might be worth watching just because of that. There you go. Mm. No. <laughs> John so hard yeah, pass. I'm not gonna. I'm no, not that's gonna, not gonna happen, Joe. Are you I'm waiting in line in front of your computer for this? No, I'd rather style? play video games than watch a pseudo celebrity play video games. Mm. Oh, okay. I forgot that she was Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so I yeah I knew she was around them, but I didn't know that she had enough of a passion to where streaming would have been an avenue she wanted to pursue. Yeah, now now I kind of wonder like. I just assume they reached out to her because she's Ronda Rousey and she's like the world's most badass woman. Yeah. That's why they but want her to play really. Sonya Blade. I mean, that's what she's known for, essentially. Yeah. Baddest woman on the planet. Yeah. So I just assume they reached out to her saying like, do you want to be in this video game? Highly possible she was like, hey, I love Mortal Kombat. Can I be in it? And they said, do you want to be Sonya? Yeah, very true. Who knows? Mm. Maybe we'll find out the behind the scenes of that uh, on her facebook gaming channel mm. you, when you watch it 24 7 joe mm-hmm. it is on all the time uh lightning round something that maybe ronda rousey could do since she has a lot of money is purchase a rare video game historical prototype that is now available for auction uh yeah um on the uh heritage auction which is like one of the largest uh auction websites out there besides ebay i would guess um this is one where like if uh, you go to Heritage Auction with something that's worth a ton of money and they yeah. sell it for you as opposed to just like putting it up yourself. Yeah, it's not uh, They're a very accredited like there. auctioning company yeah. uh, that existed long before the internet. But uh, they do uh, Way bigger than Pawn Stars. Yes. So much bigger. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they have something that's a very, very rare prototype on there and the fact that they currently have up for auction for $350,000 a... Sony Nintendo system. I thought it was a Nintendo it's PlayStation. A Nintendo or it's, it's a Nintendo PlayStation, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's not a Sony system. Well, well I mean, it, it is well, a it Sony is. system. It's a collaboration between Sony and Nintendo. Right. Uh, from back in the days before the N64 and before the Sony PlayStation. Yeah, originally it Sony was supposed to develop the, what was the equivalent of the Nintendo 64 for them. Using uh, discs. Yeah, it was going to be a disc, disc and cartridge based uh, system. Uh, they would have like a disc tray in the front and then put cartridges in the top. Yeah. Um, that uh, was being developed by Sony. Um, but Sony kind of just went like, oh, fuck this. Like, we can just do this on our own. <laughs> yeah. What do we need you for? Yeah. We know computers. Mm-hmm. I so thought they... Nintendo rejected it. No. I th- well, I remember it being that like Sony was just like, oh, wait, like we're Sony and we're a massive company. So we can just make this on our own. 
No, I think Nintendo anything. was like, yeah, it's too expensive or something like that. And they they opted out. And then Sony's like, fine, we'll put it out ourselves then. Oh, it's possible. I, I would need to go back and research like the actual lore behind it. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so they have it up for $350,000. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put my bid in. Mm-hmm. Uh, only, uh, I believe 200 of them were developed in the prototype phase. Um, so they're super rare, obviously, for the amount of money. Um, but it is a cool little piece of, like, video game history. It's a very much, like, what could have been yeah. kind of thing. It looks like a Super Nintendo, kind of. Like, it, the controller still looks like a Super it, Nintendo it, controller. Yeah, it's straight up a Super Nintendo controller. Yeah, the plug-in is the same on the console. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cartridges look like, um, Japanese Famicom cartridges, mm-hmm. not in his Super Nintendo cartridges, but Super Famicom cartridges. Uh, so it was very reminiscent of that. Um, but yeah, like like I said, like, I find this more intriguing of the what could have been aspect. Like, what would the world have been like if this thing had come out? Yeah, there would have been no PlayStation. Obviously, uh, it would have just would Nintendo well, there would be have the... been a PlayStation. It would have been the Nintendo PlayStation. Well, yeah. There would have been no Sony PlayStation. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know if that was even the name also. Sure, that end. could have been the prototype name. Remember, the, the uh, GameCube was called The Dolphin before yeah. it came out. That's true. Yeah. Apparently, it went up at $15,000 and has since gone up to three fifty. Oh, that's the current bid? Yes. Oh, I thought that was the starting no, bid. No, it started at $15,000 and is, in two days has gone up to 350000 Damn. Boy, oh boy. So, yeah. where, at what point do you tap out, Joe? Because <laughs> uh, obviously you're you're still trying to actively bid on it. At what point does it not make your collection? When it hits four? Uh, well, the the minimum next bid is four hundred and thirty two thousand dollars. That's your rich for your blood. Um, I would say like uh, probably around the the half a million mm. point is okay. when uh, at the uh, tap out. But I mean. I don't really have that cash on hand, so I got to hit up eBay and start selling all of my other stuff to make up for it. Fair. Uh, I thought you were selling your body. Well, I mean, yeah, that's nobody's, not nobody's, for this. Nobody's I've just been that doing that. Money on that. That's, just for, that's just for fun money. Yeah, that's for me. <laughs> going out money. That's what you used to pay for the Sonic movie. That's a beer ticket right there. There you go. Done deal. Uh, so what, what do you think this ultimately goes for? Do you think it hits a, a million? I think like... Somewhere in the I, I honestly, like, I'm surprised it's worth this much. So I don't know how, what, like, the sky's the limit kind of thing. It's incredibly rare. And, like, who is buying it? Some some rich video game. Jeff Keighley. I hope oh. it's some, like, video game historian. I hope it's Reggie. It's mine. <laughs> I want it back. <laughs> this belongs to the museum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I feel like we could, we could easily hit 500. Oh yeah, I can see it. Yeah, definitely hitting five hundred, maybe even seven fifty. I don't know that it makes a million. I know no. the first one that got released like went off to like a guy who was a video game historian himself, and then like did a tear down of it and like put it all up on like online like the specs and stuff, so that people could like know the how it was created and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a working version or anything like that. Um, but I hope it gets like put on display for people to see. I hope it's not like sitting in some dude's like some video game collection shop. in his yeah. basement, and then like no one is gonna view it. Like, I wonder. If any I hope games? it just goes to the public. Yeah. Do you think that the people who are bidding already own games for it? Oh, well, I don't know if games were developed for it. Like, no, it says there wasn't. A, there was nothing ever developed. 
I, I thought there was one thing. Like, wasn't there one tech demo or like one? Yeah, like if you're developing it, like you gotta have something to sh- yeah like test, like test on it. I feel like there's one thing. There's one cartridge game for it apparently, but it's like a tech, just like how yeah. to, it's like a debugger, but it's not like a physical, like it's not a playable game. It's and like, it's part of the auction. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, but there was never any games like made on disc and printed, and yeah. even like prototypes for it. I'm <laughs> sure there's like. There's probably it's on somebody's computer somewhere, yeah, maybe, but like it never stuff. actually got pressed or anything hmm. like that. But yeah, I, I probably half a million is where it's gonna go. Mm. Well, when does it end, Joe? Uh, uh, I lost the article. Good job. I thought we were done talking about it. Well, you're a terrible person. I don't. Know. I don't get it. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, all right, lightning round. Well, from one difficult to get console to one you have to win. Uh, the there's a new Xbox coming out that's themed around everyone's favorite. Uh, 27th. There you go. This is the last day of the auction. Uh, everyone's favorite former basketball player, current owner of the Charlotte Bobcats, Michael Jordan. Oh, I remember from baseball. Oh yeah, and Space Jam. Oh, yeah. he's my favorite golfer as well. Yeah. He's a really good golfer. Uh, but uh, yeah, noted uh, gambling addict. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, Xbox announced that they're going to be having a, um, a a contest to win a limited edition uh, Air Jordan branded uh, Xbox One X system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a uh, red system uh, as well as two red controllers, uh, but they have like the Air Jordan the jump logo, man. the Jumpman logo on it. Yeah. Not to be confused with Nintendo's Jumpman. From the Donkey Kong franchise. Mm-hmm. This is Nike's Jumpman from the basketball shoe. Yeah. Uh, and it has... I, me and John were looking at the picture of it uh, earlier. Um, I can't tell if it's painted in a weird texture like design for it. Or if it's actually textured differently. John suggested it might be like made out of shoe leather. Well, I don't think you can make it out of leather. Because I feel like that would catch fire. But it did say that there is... I think it's printed on. Hmm. Uh, the aesthetic of a shoe. Okay, yeah, because it definitely has like a design to it. Um, but um, I, I mean, I certainly think it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah. I like the red of it. I like how it's like red on the top and black on the bottom, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like one solid color. Um, the controllers, I, I don't care as much for the controllers. Yeah, uh, especially since the Jumpman logo is like right where your hand, like your thumb palm area will be covering up so like you won't even be able to see it there when you're holding it in your hand but i'm assuming you're using it at all and not throwing it up on your shelf next to your vast jordan shoe collection that's what i was just, yeah about to say like i'm assuming that the people that are going to be aiming for this are like the sneakerheads mm-hmm. that are like super into shoes uh when we worked at the mall at the GameStop, like we would like, always see the people like lining up around like down the mall just to buy sneakers kind of thing yep yeah, and I remember watching like a Germans. documentary on like sneakerheads as as they were called, uh, like people who just collect vast amounts of sneakers. And mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, but why? <laughs> it's like anything. They uh, that um, Jeff Goldblum explains the universe show on Disney Plus. They didn't watch that at all yet. They did an episode on sneakers. I think the very first episode was about Jordans and sneakers. And was it like, his sneakers? What? What is that show about? It's just like he goes around and teaches you stuff, oh. like. He just explains things. So he explains sneakerheads. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this is a contest prize. No? Uh, who do you enter through? Does it? Do you have that? Uh, Good job. Mm. This also isn't the first time there's been Jordan consoles. 
there was uh, three Jordan consoles that were also contest consoles um, in uh, 2018. Uh, the same time, actually, last year, uh, in 2018, not last year, two years ago. Hmm. In February 16th, 2018, it got announced that three uh, Air Jordan consoles were going to go up, and they were Xbox One X's as well. Uh, but they were white, and they had like the um, like speckled, cracked leather um on them so like one of them had it on the front and one of them had it on the side and one of them had it on the top uh and then they, they were white with like the Jumpman logo on them as well um and those were uh giveaways through their twitter uh yeah, yeah. and this one this is one also is. it's yep. just you just have to retweet the tweet um and you one of the people will be chosen uh on the 27th i'm gonna retweet the tweet uh, yeah, there's currently a hundred and forty-four thousand uh, retweets. Oh, the, now there's another one. One hundred forty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Just retweeted it a thousand times. <laughs> and I like the first response is just someone saying, "How am I supposed to wear this?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like the look of the system. I like the red. It makes me really just want a red Xbox One X uh, among anything. Those are pretty sweet. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't care about basketball. Sorry, Jordan. I don't care about you. <laughs> or your shoes. Or your shoes. I buy, like, cheap-ass um, uh, Skechers most of the time for when it comes to shoes. If I need a pair of sneakers. It comes with shoes as well. Oh, does it? Yeah. I'm watching a video of a guy open the box. They look the same as the system? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they are red as well. Hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, anything I missed for the lightning round? Not lightning round for this week. Um, no. All right. Well, that'll do it then for the lightning round. Oh, there's a, there's a Dolce wow. & Gabbana God, we uh, didn't PlayStation coming out. <laughs> you going to get that? Is that going to go on your shelf? I'm going to look fabulous with that. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. The Joe, the video games Prada. Mm-hmm. Got him. Uh, All right, well, that'll do it for the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember that you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods, where you can see a retweet of me trying to win a Jordan Xbox. So uh, everybody don't retweet so I can try to win that. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, If you guys (laughs) want to Everybody unretweet right now. Yeah, if you guys (laughs) want to give me money to buy the Nintendo PlayStation, that'd be super cool. You can DM me on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, Let us know, though, what you think of Jeff Keighley missing out on E3, uh, what you think the next Capcom Versus game would be, uh, and whether or not you knew Ronda Rousey was into gaming. Let us know on Facebook and Twitter. at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Gotta go fast.